Show. Your home for Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Lead Lap Show. Happy to be back with you here on WSIC, or if you're listening on one of our many affiliates, we appreciate that, and we welcome all of you is as well. We are broadcasting, as usual, from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. I have a pair of rising young racing stars in the studio with us for uh, this week's episode of the show, and I think you're going to enjoy hearing from both of them. Immediately in front of me across the table here is Hayden Jones. Hayden is from the Charlotte area, and Hayden is a kart racer, 18, with USPKS. Uh, and we'll get into what that is and all of uh, what he's doing in karting. Uh, he races the two-cycle variety of karts. And then also in the studio with us is a young man who I don't think that uh, you have heard from since we've, we've been on WSIC, but uh, LeVar Scott is with us from the NASCAR Drive for Diversity program. And uh, LeVar is a young man who has raced a variety of different types of cars, Really, really interesting story, and uh, can't wait to um, to talk with both of these young men, so we'll just dive right into it. First of all, Hayden Jones, first time. Is this your first radio show ever? Oh, yeah, it is, so it's good to be on here with you. We uh, needed a rookie stripe for him, LeVar. Um, you've already had the, uh, the initiation. You've been on a few times. Uh, well, we're, we're happy that we could be uh, the first show for you. Uh, it's just a conversation. We're just talking racing, and I'll start right off. Tell me about your background and what got you interested in racing to begin with. So when we lived in California, my dad took me to the local K1 track, K1 Speed. It was just like little electric go-karts, and so I started off there. I was around five or six. And so I just did some laps, you know, had some fun. And then I got a dirt bike on my fourth birthday. And so I also rode that too, just around little tracks. And then we moved here to North Carolina, went to Victory Lane in Charlotte, a good indoor track. Fred runs out really well. And then one day when we were at a soccer game that I had up in Mazeppa Park, which is right next to Go Promoterplex, we heard a little uh, mini cart going around. And so we wanted to go check it out. So after my game, we went to go check that out. And then we found the track, found a team, got a cart, and then started from there. So you basically heard a cart or heard a noise that sounded like something running around and had to go investigate it. Yeah, I think my dad was doing a little uh, research also, seeing what was around. Uh-huh. But that's that's how I figured it out. Interesting. Okay, and how old were you then? Uh, it was probably six or seven years ago, so I was 11, I think. Oh, you started late. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you've been racing for about six, seven years now. Yes. So give us a brief recap of your career so far. So my first two years, I think I was with Timmy Tech, where I think you got a cart from just now. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we just did local stuff, started moving into the national stuff with him. And then we switched teams to Team Felon, which Connor Zilich's dad really ran that team. Uh, Gary Willis was on there managing it. And then we did like half a season with them, moved to Nitro Kart, which is where I stayed for the past three years. I just moved away from them, but a really good team run by family. You know, it's really like close knit. The dads work together and it's just family friendly environment. And so we ran a lot of national races with them. Uh, Nick helped us out a lot. I worked his summer camps, helped coach younger kids. 
And then recently we moved to, I'd say, the best team in the country right now, RPG, Rawlison Performance Group. And then we've had very good success with them for the past three races that I've been with them. So you've also got uh, Team USA on your jersey. Explain that, sir. So I raced a Rotax race at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and I got one of the tickets to go to Portugal in Portimao, and we were supposed to run that last year, but COVID canceled it, so we didn't run it, and I just... I got all the merch and stuff. They gave me a thank you box, and that's basically all that happened. (laughs) It's like back in my day when they used to have game shows on TV, being a match game and then losing but winning a nice appliance. Yeah, Uh, You know, you win a toaster or something. Um, Okay, so uh, you are still racing cards, and we'll get back to you in a moment. LeVar, welcome back. It is great to have you back on the show. Thank you, man. You haven't been racing cards. In fact, did you ever race? carts prior to this year i don't think you did did you never ever ever when i was little growing up i, I always looked at cars as this like i looked at them as the race car drivers so i respected them but i didn't have much respect towards them just because they were little carts but when i got in the car for the first time I, that quickly changed like i now i think they're the most respected and hardest thing to be fast and so the perspective when that changed a ton but um never ever raced them just practicing them so this shows you how small the racing world is yeah. so Hayden is a kart racer, and you just bought a kart from the team he started with. Yes, yes. So what made you decide, and by the way, for those of you listening, the kart that LeVar bought, he's been he's been running at GoPro Motorplex. So uh, they do have leagues there, and all the there's a lot of drivers mm-hmm. um, that are in NASCAR, and even IndyCar, I think, mm-hmm. that, that um, have carts there and store them in the garages there and then pull them out and race in these leagues. So what made you decide to uh, join the pack there? Well, last year, Isabella Robusto, my old teammate for Rev. Ah, yes. Um, we got to get her on. I yeah. haven't had her on yet. She invited me one Sunday morning to go kart racing with her, or kart practice with her at GoPro, and she had an X3 at the time. And um, I was driving back from New Jersey. I was like, yeah, why not? Let's go race a kart. Have fun. And um, it was just – it was <laughs> – the most hardest thing on my body just my arms were hurting my fingers were stuck to the steering wheel my heart was racing it's just it was a, a whole different experience for me so after that that's when i knew i had to get a cart just to up my racing game and be, be even better hayden looks over at you as if to say yeah you had no idea what you're getting into did you you <laughs> yeah. think these are just fun things um those are the ones you buy at walmart those yeah. are the fun carts uh so now you've you've had a little time at gopro much harder track than you probably thought it would be when you got out there, especially in a what I would call a real cart, yeah. because the the ones that they have that the general public takes out and drives around the track, it's not that they're not fast, but they're not nearly not as tuned all. as the the, yeah. the carts you guys are racing. So, um, give us a quick uh, quickie about your background, Lavar, because you've had some generational background here. Yeah. Well, my grandpa and my mother raced drag race. Actually, my whole family was drag racing. So um, my, my, my mom had my brother. He turned five years old, and that's when she quit racing for us to start racing. And then when I turned now, hang five— Hang on a second, because Hayden just gave you another look again. Like, uh, Hayden, your mom never raced, right? No, there's no way she was— <laughs> There's no way. See, now you can go home and tell your mom, see, racing's not dangerous. The other guy's mom that I was on yeah. with, she raced. Yeah. So she, she a, you she guys a, drag raced. She had an eight-second drag car and a quarter mile, so she was pretty— <laughs> She was pretty quick up in New Jersey. But um, when I started racing, my brother started racing, she stopped racing just to focus on us and help us grow and what we're doing with, inside the sport. It's amazing. Yeah. 
Now, your grandmother was in here the last time yeah. you were here. She actually built cars, Yeah, she's, right? still, she's still here. She's oh, is there. she here? Yeah. You should have brought yeah. her in the studio. You don't have to leave her outside. That's not fair. Uh, but you, but um, you, you, she actually built yeah. cars. Late nights, her and my grandpa would go in the shop and just build anything, and she was right there with them. So your family's committed. Committed. Very, you guys very committed. Are, you guys are hard, hard racers. Very committed. So when did you start, and what did you start in? I started when I turned five. Well, I should say I started practicing when I was four or three years old in a quarter midget, but my first actual race, I was five years old. In a quarter? Yeah. Okay. Blackbird Speedway in Delaware. Delaware. Okay. And um, I did a, a ton of races in them in the Honda, junior junior Honda class. And as I got older, I progressed and moved up to the, the faster ranks. And I, when I turned 12, I moved into a micro 125 micro sprint at a airport Speedway. It's in the, the same same track, but... um. Like same facility with just different track at the place. It's a bigger track, and um, I did those for two seasons. Had a few wins in them, a lot of success. And then when I was twelve, I moved into a six hundred micro sprint, and I raced. My first ever race was at Tulsa Shootout in Oklahoma. Yeah. Wait, you your first first mi- ever race. first ever micro sprint race was the Tulsa Shootout. Yes. Um, again, for those of you listening, that's sort of like starting your NFL career in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Like it. And I uh, made it to the B main actually. Wow! So it was a it was a crazy I didn't know experience. That. Yeah, it's crazy experience, and um, it, it was it was a it was a dream come true just to be there. I was very scared, but just to see all the top guys there and race against them, it was it was it was crazy. I was twelve years old, but um, I did those for a few years, got some wins in them, came second in championship two years in a row, and then twenty nineteen I got a call from Rev to come for a combine, and ever since then it's been asphalt stuff. So Rev called you. Well, we were in contact for a little bit because my brother. My brother uh, sent over a combine slip to try to get into the combine, but he did, he was never accepted. Okay. So I won a I won a pretty big race in a micro sprint the couple months prior to that, and was then that? that was at in Pennsylvania at a track called Sillings Groove. I know exactly. Yep. Yeah. I won a pretty good micro sprint race there, and then we started emailing each other, and then um, I went to the combine in 2019. And the rest, as they say, is history. You are now racing late models. Yes, sir. For Rev Racing. Yes. You last year was first year or two years. Last ago? year was first late. Yeah, last model, year was first late. Late model season. Yeah. The year before was the legends. U.S. Legend cars. Yeah. Okay. You were racing legends. So you go from a micro sprint to a legends car. Now I've always said that I think that um, both of those pavement and dirt, right? The micro on dirt and the legends on pavement are the two best training cars you yeah. could possibly have. You 100%. drove them both. Which do you think is actually harder? Um, I would say harder for me. With definitely the legend stuff is just the power to weight ratio is is it's crazy. It's insane coming off the corners. Tap the gas a little bit. Cars wants to come sideways. Yeah. But I would say maybe for a legend guy coming to a, to a dirt stuff, it could be opposite. So I I would think for me it would have to be legend. I would think legends are harder. But now you know why I say that. Though yeah. I think those two cars yeah. are the two hardest each 100%. on its own surface, right? One hundred percent. So you know, and and not to slight go karts because the the kind of carts that you race and and you've just started, but the kind of carts you race, Hayden, those two cycle carts. I watch those, and it's like everybody's got this death grip on the yeah. steering wheel. I wonder how they, you know, y'all should be using aspartame between races <laughs> on your hands or something. Actually, you want to grip the wheel less because, like, so you don't obviously wear out your forearms, but you can feel more input from the cart from that. So, like, over time, you learn to soften your grip and you ah. feel more and more of what the cart's doing, and that's really how, you know, you can get the next level. Well, we're going to talk more with both uh, Hayden and LeVar as lead lap continues, but we're going to step aside. We'll be back with more after this. 
Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over, and that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Alanon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Alanon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey guys, this is Nathan Bird, a.k.a. Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap as we roll on for another week. And uh, we've got, uh, if you missed the first segment, you missed a lot. So we'll tell you later how you can go back and listen to this uh, again if you'd like to. But uh, we've got both uh, LeVar Scott and we've got Hayden in the studio as well. And... I'm going to go back to Hayden because um, I'm curious, when you think about next steps after karting, what is the next step for you? Is it Are you going toward Indy? Are you going toward F1? Or are you going toward sports cars? 
Well, all three of those are good options. Obviously, F1 would be like you have to race a lot in Europe in karts doing that stuff. And so we're not doing that. IndyCar is the open wheel route. And I just favor sports car over that. So I'm going more towards GT3 IMSA style of racing. Okay, so you're more interested in the sports car route. And so from karting, where do you go then? What would be your next step? So there's a few things. I got my first uh, Spec MX-5 race this weekend at VIR, so that's ah, NC Miata, so we're okay. starting to do that, transfer into cars. Uh, you can do SECA and all that Spec Miata stuff, that's really good. I think there's like 60 cars every weekend just for that, so that's really good racing to start going up the sports car ladder, and there's just a few different things that you can do. Everybody mocks the Miatas because they're obviously tiny little cars, right? But... I've seen Miata's race on those road courses, and they put on a heck of a show because you can get, you can go three, four wide Miatas all day long, and they really race each other hard with those things. Yeah, they're just like carts, I would say. Like, they're the cart, like, thing of the cars. So, you know, it's really close racing, drafting's a lot, and it just leads to some good battles for the lead. Yeah, it does. It, they're very nimble on those, on the road courses. I love to watch them. Um, Okay, so LeVar, you actually want to uh, obviously go the NASCAR route. You're in late models right now. Your second year, you're just starting. So you've had a couple of races. How's it gone so far? Uh, this year hasn't been the greatest start of them all. I would say this is probably the worst start of my life. Uh-oh. Yeah, but um, you know, everybody goes to a slump, and it's just one of those times where you just got to dig down and keep going. And we, me and my team would definitely keep, keep trying hard. And some, at some point this year, the finishes are going to come. Where have you um, raced so far this year? Uh, Hickory uh, with Rev Racing in uh, Florence. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, Hickory and Florence, very different, Yeah. right? Talk about racing at each the two of them because Hickory's older, a little smaller, and Florence is missing a wall in the back. <laughs> Hickory's a cool track because it's very historic. Like uh, this, every, all the great drivers have been through there. Like William Byron, who just went there this past weekend and won the race, and then went Sunday and won the Cup race. Yeah, th- this brings up uh, this is this is my um, if there is such a thing as the lead lap, I don't get it of the week. <laughs> Here it is. Okay, for those of you paying attention to the calendar, Easter is April seventeenth. Mm-hmm. This past weekend. At Hickory Motor Speedway was the Easter Bunny 150. It's kind of like having Christmas in July, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I don't know what they were doing with far, that. Far apart from each other. So, uh, yeah, William Byron ended up going and, and uh, ran. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember the team he races for. I think it might be Wilson Motorsports. That um, might be it. I'm not sure. I don't even know. Um, but um, he he went and uh, actually won yeah. Saturday's portion of it. Yep. Yeah. Um, there were two 150-lap races. William won there and then went the next day to Atlanta, jumped in the cup car, and won that. Yep, yep. That's so, a pretty good weekend. It's a really good weekend. <laughs> a really good weekend. So Hickory and Florence, very different, as we were saying. Yeah, but Hickory is so different because it's short. It's, I would say that that is the, the true definition of short track racing is Hickory. I agree. It has It has pretty good grip they put a sealer down this off season so oh they did yeah oh i know they that. do like once every three years they okay put a, a sealer down so for a few races it stays inside the track and makes a lot of grip but then obviously the more races are going the, the more sealer's going to be away but um florence is no grip at all no grip at all like it's it's a cheese grater yeah and then there's no there's no wall in the back stretch so <laughs> kind of being stuck behind a car you don't know how far off you can go so but it's, it's it makes really good racing um 
turn three and four, you can drive it in deep. One and two got to be a little bit easy. So it's a, it's a, they're both very historic tracks, but very different. Have you ever gone over to the back stretch and looked down where the wall should be? No, I put my right rears on the like on off the apron, like off the side of the track, a few times actually yeah. this past weekend. That's about but, as far as you can go. Yeah, you can't go any farther than that. <laughs> you don't want to go any farther than that. No. This past weekend, <laughs> some uh, uh, you know the Bandolero. Yeah, some kid. <laughs> flew, flew off, off the, the track. Back? Oh my gosh! It was in the fence, so that was pretty. That was pretty cool. It's not cool to see, but it was something you don't see very often. No, especially with a bandolero. Yeah. It's a long way to travel in one of those to get off the get, get over the, the, the off the track. There. Yeah. Wow, it's incredible. Okay, so um, Hayden, so what what is your uh, schedule for this year? Have you you you've already started right because you yeah. ran. Um, where was it in Florida? Orlando, yeah, yeah Orlando. USBKS. Yeah. yeah, talk a little bit about your schedule for this year. So we've said that we're racing uh, USPKS, so that's four races every year, and then Scusa, which is three races, and then the Miami Grand Nationals, which is back in GoPro. And so we finalized those three, but we're still um, not too sure on the Scusa the series yet because we're looking into cars more. And so we might have to just take one out to add one. So explain for our audience what SP, USPKS, and Scuzo, explain what all those are and how they're compared. So they're just different series. They both are big series. So USPKS is United States Pro Kart Series. Sanctioning bodies. Yeah, I'd say those are like, the USPKS is more like a family-friendly type thing. Okay. And then the Supercarts USA, which what I call Scuzo, is, I don't know, more like a business deal, I feel. It and is so, big yeah. time business deal. Yeah, they yeah. both they both bring in a lot of entries and a lot of good racing, but they're just run different ways. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Scusa. I think is the premier right now. I would I would say in the country, or at least it has been, and it's always been the West Coast top series, as far as I know. There, I think that's in that the series that has the big race in Vegas. I went to. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, parking Scusa, lot. Scusa yeah. has the big parking lot Vegas yeah. race that everyone knows about, but Scusa I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call it the premiere anymore. I think USPKS over the past two years is starting to take has over. It? Yeah. Wow. I'm interested to hear that because uh, Scusa had kind of a WKA had their Manufacturers Cup series, but that kind of. Um, went downhill, and, yeah. and I feel like Scusa sort of has had a lock on the two-cycle stuff, and now you're saying that USPKS is is taking it over. That's interesting. Yeah. Why is that, do you think? Just because people like the friendly environment that USPKS brings versus Scusa's okay. just like, uh, you'll deal with it. So, I don't know. <laughs> you'll there's deal just, with it. Yeah, there's just two different mindsets. Sounds like NASCAR in some ways, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's very interesting. So you're you're kind of trying to balance in more uh, what spec Miata races then for this year. Um, so we have to talk with David Cook, who kind of runs the series, because he helped us get the car this weekend. Oh, and so we're talking to him to see how much we can do. So I'm still eligible for the Mazda shootout, which either there's two shootouts. And talk so, about that. Give us some detail for so. Ours. The shootouts, they take, so the Spec MX-5 shootout, uh, they take like 15 carters, 10, 15 carters, and they put them in a Spec MX-5, which is the NC Miatas at some random track the first year I was invited, and we were at Road Atlanta, so I had no car experience, could barely drive a manual, and they put us in a full race car at Road Atlanta, and that was pretty sketchy. And then I got invited to (laughs) the shootout this year, but I wasn't like accepted into it and that was at uh sebring 
but they didn't run the full Sebring track because it's dangerous too with the last turn, all the bumps. Oh, really? So, yeah, they just ran okay. the half track. And then, the so the other shootout that's going on at the same track at the same time is the Global MX-5. So those are the ND Miatas that you see racing with the IMSA series, the Goodyear tire stuff. And those are... They look like really fun cars. They're sequential manual. They're faster, a little faster than the NCs, better brakes. And so they're just a, like a, a newer race car overall, but they look really fun to drive. Now, when you talk about a shootout, is that like a camp? Uh, no. Or... So the, so what they do is it's like two, two or three days. I think it's two. So the first day is all off-track stuff where they'll do interviews. Uh, ask so it you, is kind of like a camp. Yeah, but it's, like it's more like an experience kind yeah, of thing yeah. that you learn from. Yeah, and then the second yeah. day is on track, so that's where they like evaluate evaluate you on the track. So they okay. see your pace, uh, if you're messing up the gearbox. I know there's a lot of gearbox issues with the NC Miatas. We had we had a gearbox issue this weekend, so we switched that Friday night and it fixed it. So they're just really finicky cars, and so the shootout is just a way to get into those series. They're small too. I've got a road racer that I work with. He's six five. Miata yeah. was not an option. <laughs> no, uh, it was Definitely not, not an option for him. Um, so yeah, it sounds like a driver development camp. Kind of what isn't that a lot of what the rev racing camps That's always lot, are? Levar? Yeah, a lot. What it is kind of like the combines. Like how he said, the first day we do comp, do media stuff. We, we went to Daytona, like the whole inside of the Daytona media section. We was there doing media stuff all day, and then the day after we went to New Smyrna and tested the late model, and that's when they did the driver evaluation and stuff like that. So what was that like, LeVar, the first time when you had to go through that off-track stuff? It was extremely nerve-wracking because growing up doing like a bunch of family racing like around my local tracks, like you, you, you have to experience media stuff when you win. So like growing up, I didn't have to worry about how I look <laughs> onto the track and make sure I look presentable at all times. And so it was very different because now you, got, you have a, kind of have a voice that you have to watch out what you say and, and speak at your highest at all times. So it was, it was very different. Very yeah, different. it is very different. What was your experience like on the off-track stuff, Hayden, the first day? So the first day was pretty nerve-wracking, you know, talking to all these high Mazda individuals where, you know, they just ask you questions, and, like, some questions were very hard to uh, answer. I know one of them that I would stumbled on was, like, what was the hardest thing of your career? And so just, like, thinking about what was the hardest, because you never think about that. You always think of the best stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, I won this race, oh, I won this championship. But you're never, like oh, this was my worst. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it stumbled me on those type of questions. Well, that's actually an interesting question. Um, the, the unfortunate thing is, is we don't have enough time in this segment for me to ask you. So that's what I'm <laughs> going to start with. Next, I'm going to ask both of you what the most difficult moment of your career was. Uh, we've got Hayden Jones and LeVar Scott in the studio with us here on Lead Lap, and we are going to be back with more right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. 
Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hey, I'm Howie Nisigano, and you're listening to The Lab Radio. Howie D. Savino bringing us back to Lee Lap here, and Howie will be making his Xfinity Series debut in Richmond with uh, Team, gosh, it's, uh, I forgot, Team Alpha Prime is the name of the team uh, that he's driving for, and that's also the team, LeVar Scott, that uh, your buddy Roger Carruth yes. is driving yes. for. That's pretty cool. Yeah, really that's cool. an opportunity for him, isn't it? Yeah, he, uh, he he works really hard, like off track, on track, so he definitely deserves everything he's getting right now, but uh I think his first race is going to be at Richmond, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, is he making his debut at the same time that that uh, Howie is? I'm pretty sure. I think it's April second, right? Nice. I'm not sure when Richmond is. Yeah, I I think his debut is April second. Okay. Very nice. I know he's practicing on iRacing a lot, so he'll he'll be good. Yeah, Raj is another diversity racer who's done very well in the ARCA series, and I know he's going to do fine in the Xfinity series. Okay. So when we left off last segment, Hayden had mentioned that one of the questions he got asked in his combine um, was, what was the hardest thing of your career? So I'm going to throw this out there for both of you because I think that's a question our audience would love to know about. What was the hardest moment? What's been kind of the most difficult part of your uh, career so far, Hayden? I'd say switching teams because we stayed with Nitro Kart for three to four years. We made really good connections with yeah Nick Tucker, yep. uh, Joy Mooneyham ran, ran that. He did uh, car stuff before and dirt stuff before karting. 
And so I don't know if you know about him, but he was my mechanic for probably two, three okay. years. So it was past just, oh, he's here to help me. We made like a family relationship with him. And so it was pretty tough to leave that. Obviously, Nick helped us uh, when my dad lost his job. So he let us run his cart for like a few races or almost, I think it was almost the whole season. And so he let us do that. So he was very helpful along the way. And he also was expecting high, highly of me. So I helped out with his summer camps at CMP. Very cool. Carolina Motorsports Park, the little cart track there. Uh, that's a good track to learn, actually. I'd say yep. it's better than GoPro if you want to go learn how to drive a cart like Really drive a car. Where is that? that? Uh, Carolina Motorsports Park. Oh yeah, it's so For sure. it's in Kershaw, South Kershaw. Carolina. Yep. And they have they just repaved the car track, and that's actually really a really nice car track. But they have a small cart track in the middle of there, and so it's just a good track to go around and learn How to drive at. How far is that from Charlotte? Um, an an hour and a half to two hours yeah. from Charlotte. Not far. Mm. It's, yeah, it's not that far. That's definitely no. something I'll do. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a beautiful course. I don't think it's quite as pretty as VIR. But it's still very, very beautiful, and it's it's a it's a nice track to run for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's a cool track. Um, so you got to 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 go do a camp there. Yeah, I've known Nick for quite a while. Super guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's working with Brent Cruz now, or Ben for a while, right? Yeah, Brent. Still, he, Brent was like his Nick's first driver. So Brent really started the Nitro Car brand for Nick. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he actually won uh, Vegas Supernats. And, yeah, yeah. So him and Ben Mayer who was racing micro when uh, Brent was in mini. And so they won both of those at the same time on the nitro carts. And that's really when Nick's brand started to come up because you see these drivers winning on his chassis and then more people want it. So that's what Keelan Harvick's on now. And oh, no yeah, kidding. Yeah, so I we when I was on nitro, I made a relationship with Keelan and Kevin, and they're very nice people. They're, yeah, not, like, they're not like, oh, we're here. Like, Kevin's not like one of those just – people where he's like blowing off just everyone else he's really nice he's a friendly person and so we made connections with them obviously a lot of other families uh, another one is the tovos so ethan and jackson tovo also race mini now they're on nitro carts and so you see a lot of these front runners at in the cadet series running the Knicks chassis that's awesome yeah i know brent said quite a young career for himself we got to get him on uh, one of these lead lap shows we're actually going to have uh the young man that i think is kind of the equivalent of brent uh gavin bochelle going to be coming up on a future show and uh man that kid has just had an incredible he's like 13 and he's won a couple of hundred races it's just yeah. incredible how much yeah and when gavin was racing carts because he did race carts he was in ka jr for a while he yeah. was he was under nick's team too okay so i know him as well yeah i think him and brent are buddies yeah too. yeah yeah i think they're buddies so um yeah that's that's fun stuff so um how about you lavar how would you answer this question what was the hardest part of your career so far i would say in 2020 or now, this slump I'm going through now. But 2020 definitely because it was my first year in the asphalt stuff, so I was starting Legends at uh, the Charlotte Charlotte Shootout. And that's... Oh, boy. Yeah, that's the h toughest, the hardest of them all. And that's where I first started. So, <laughs> and I come in, <laughs> I came I came from the micro stuff up north and was getting wins and always top three, winning, top five, starting then coming to here and not even top ten. And, and you're trying your hardest to do everything you can do, but you still got these kids that's beating you and... It's just 
Yeah. People so, were mean to you. They threw you in the micros yeah. at the Tulsa shootout, threw you in the Legends at the the summer shootout at Charlotte, which is the biggest Legends car series in the country. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I would say that was that was probably the hardest. Trial by fire. That was probably the hardest driving point of my life. Like that summer, I just I didn't want to be here. I wanted to go back home. Like really? it was, I was it was because when you're just getting beat week, week in and week out, week in and week out, and you're just trying so hard, it, it just it, it hurts your confidence. Like you're supposed to oh, be. Oh yeah. Like, you just don't know what to do, so it was it was a it was a bad point in my racing career. Well, and you were, I mean, you're not that old now, yeah. but you I was were 16, 15, 16, 16, 15, 15, yeah. 15, 16, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you that, were that hurt. That's a that's a tough situation to be in because you know that you're racing against the best in the division yeah. in the country, yeah, in that series, right? And you're not having the success that you want to have, and you in it makes you question your own mm-hmm. ability, right? Mm-hmm. That's 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 a lot of stuff that a lot of drivers struggle through. But I think the best because look at Kyle Larson. Like at some point, he had to have a slope in his career. He can't win every single race for all, all for ever since he's been growing up. But <laughs> I guys, don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> but guys <laughs> like him, they they work through it and look at him now. So yeah. And I would say now I'm going through a little slump with the two races I did this past season, but. I'm going to keep I'm going to GoPro Millbridge and get out of it and start winning again some some point. Well, sometimes the slump isn't an on track slump, it's an off track slump. Kyle had one of those, right? <laughs> yeah. We all know about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but then you also saw how he's reacted yep. to it. Yep. I mean, you know, he owned it and he went and did what he needed to do. And of course, while he was doing that, he won about 728 dirt <laughs> races that year. Um, and then, you know, comes back to cup last year and we all, we all know what happened wins in that deal. Yeah. Wins championship and, um, just has a huge season. But, um, you mentioned, you know, how important LeVar it is to understand, you know, how to say what you say and when to say it and mm-hmm. when not say what yep. you, you know, um, I mean, is that something even in carts, Hayden, that you, you guys like in your camps or whatever that, you, you know, did they talk about the importance of, um, you know, saying the right things and kind of having limits? Obviously, they talked about social media stuff, trying to grow your social media brand and, you know, getting an influence behind you. But there really wasn't much like videos or YouTube or stuff like that until Cart Chaser came around, you know, this past year. And then they started doing more interviews, getting more uh, follower base on this karting stuff. And so it's starting to grow. So you're going to have to see that happen more. And there's just some people that push it off as, oh, this is kind of a joke. But when it's getting pushed out to like 10,000 people, I think one of their uh, reels on Instagram or something like that got almost 100,000 views. Wow. And so like... You know, you're just going to have to see what happens because more and more people are watching now. Well, that's the thing. And and the live stream stuff is so accessible that it's it's I'm not going to say it's easy because, I mean, I, I have a media brand, too, and it's very difficult to build the audience. But, you know, if you have good content that's fun to watch, then, you know, it will get shared and you'll get you know, it's really been um, what's been the hardest part for you, Hayden, with the social media thing? What do you struggle with? Uh. Well, I have my dad helping me. He's a marketing guy, so he understands a lot about how to push like stuff out to people. So he's helping me with my social media and stuff like that. So when I'm not posting, you'll probably see him post. Like He was helping this weekend when we were at VIR. And so some things are like, did you really need to post that? Like, <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Do you really he, need to post really, eating that sandwich? Yeah, he really posted that. And, you know, you just deal with it. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, see, when you leave it to your dad to do your work for yeah. you, then that's what you got to deal with. Yeah. Now, um, Solovar, we know that he cheats because he has his dad do it. <laughs> you don't have a dad who's into marketing. So what's been the hardest part for you with the social media? It's just building the, building the brand. I think these past three years I've been so focused on my, my racing and trying to be the best racer I can be. So I don't when I'm at the track, I don't. It's hard for me to get on my phone and start taking pictures and posting this and how I'm doing because I just want to focus on when I got the car, I want to go talk to my driver, my driver coach or what I did wrong or how can I fix this instead of grabbing my phone and taking pictures and saying, oh, I did this, I placed this place. So, but as if you want to make it successful in this world, you have to do it now. So it's something that I'm trying to do is be more, be more proactive on my social media and um, it's going to take time, but got to do it if you want to make it successful well you do and it's it is a catch-22 when you're at the track yeah. right because you don't want to lose focus on why yeah. you're there but at the same time your audience your followers want to live that track day with you exactly. in real time not exactly you know three or four days later right yep. so how do you resolve that like what have you have you fallen into a bit of a routine where you can say okay first when i get out of the car i do this then that and then this so you always make sure you do both it's a balance i or? want to say i have a routine now because each track day is different or yeah. what's going on schedule is different yeah but i have i have my my my, my time slots of like if I if this is opening, I'm going to do this at this time. So, but every time I got the car, my first thing is always to talk to the two guys, Booker and Matt and Mark, and just, just tell me what the car is doing or what I did, or they tell me I could try to do this in this entry or try to do that. So, once all that stuff's cleared up and done talking to everybody, I go into the lounge and then I grab my phone and take a picture. I qualified this place or yeah. And then after that, I put the phone away and just get back out and start working again. How about you, Hayden? Same kind of thing? Or? Yeah, basically the same thing. When I come off, I usually like to talk to. Well, we have three people. So Mike, the team owner. Uh, Joni, who does a lot of the chassis work, and then Alex, who does the engines. And so I usually talk to them three, do the data with Brian or Ryan. Yeah, the names are pretty close. <laughs> and then uh, have time after that to either get a snack, uh, post on social media, or just do stuff like that. Yeah, you have the data stuff. They don't allow that in the circle track. Oh, really? Racing. Mm-hmm. No, no, no data. I did. And so when I went, when I went to Mexico last year and raced the trucks over there. Oh, that's that was, right. That was a, they had a bunch of data stuff over there for that, so. I was railing my phone. We well, need I was, to talk about that because yeah. you won yeah. a race or two over there, right? Yeah. 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 We're going to talk about that in the next segment. we got to step aside and take another one of those breaks that we take once in a while. Back with more in a moment. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. 
Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. Alcoholism can affect any family. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 866-200-0033 or visit alanonorg slash hope. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Welcome back to Lead Lap. Jesse Love going to be making his debut in a micro sprint, I think. Um, by the time this show airs on WSIC, we'll have already made it if the weather cooperates. I think it's, uh, was supposed to be this past Wednesday, uh, at Millbridge. So that should be fun. Jesse's no stranger to open wheel dirt stuff. He's a pro at it. Uh, but, uh, making much of his time lately coming up the ranks at, with uh, Toyota Racing Development on the pavement side where he's been back-to-back uh, ARCA West champion and is um, off to a fairly decent start this year. So as we continue with our show, we got Hayden Jones and LeVar Scott in the studio. So LeVar, actually, you got to go to Mexico and run over there now, you were running a truck. I'm not real familiar with that series. Talk about the series that you were running, and what was your experience like to go over there? Well, it was it was by far one of the most beautiful places ever. Well, the two places I raced was just, it was beautiful. The way they treat you over there is like, it's like a, they, you treat it like you're a cup driver over here. Like, you have people cooking for you anytime you want to make a taco, anything, quesadilla. <laughs> the fans are crazy. You got to go places to sign autographs all the time. And uh, leading up to the race, we had a whole week of media media stuff. So every day we really? go, go to different media things. It was it was. But am- that's amazing. not there. That's not the big series though. In no, Mexico. yeah, that's, you that were was, like a support, right? Yeah, so we I have didn't the, know they had one of those. Yeah, so we have a truck series. They have the truck series and then the peak series. So the two series they have, and um, I race a truck series, and you're still just fans are going crazy. Like you're the best thing to ever come. Because I was I was the American driver that come here and race, so it was it was it was pretty cool, and um, but the trucks are they're kind of like the trucks here, just not as much horsepower. Okay, but that's really the main difference. Yeah. Wow! And so, how many races you win? I, I won one race over there, but I only ran two. And oh, the, you only ran two races? Yeah, I thought you ran the full series. So the first race I went there was in Tuxla, and 
first ever race was had a six second lead, and uh, I pit it, and <laughs> the guy had the jack under the car, and I let go of the clutch a little bit too early. Uh oh! And then the, the the jack got stuck under the truck, so I had to stop. And by the time I got off on pit road, I was sixth. Oh and I finished man. in like fourth, and so that that really hurt. And I was only going one 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 race, but after after that, I was like, I gotta get back and get a win. Like that hurt. Like I was. <laughs> Flew all this way and winning and that, something like that messed up my whole race. So I was pretty hurt. So um, about a month later, I went back for the next race. Was in um, Cretero, and uh, we got a win there. It was it was awesome. Good for you. Congratulations. That's awesome. So you got to uh, got to win your first truck race, but it wasn't in, it wasn't in the U.S. So no. Now, someday it will. will that's, someday that's, I will win a truck. Race yes, in the you US. will. I fully believe that. Okay. So Hayden, you've been in the um, you've been dabbling in the Miata series, is that kind of where you're thinking about going for your next step is the Miatas or is there another series that you might be looking at as well? Well, we're not a hundred percent sure yet. It would be nice to run the spec MX five series with uh, NASA. Okay. And so we're obviously talking to the Mazda the guys that do that, but we're trying to get my competition license so I could basically almost do whatever I want. So like we could go to SCCA and run the spec Miatas there and just figure out what car I like, where to go from there okay so i'm going to get to this a little early but i don't want to forget it so who helps you make your racing happen hayden so my mom and dad obviously my sisters grandparents yamaha power products with the generators and pressure washers that they give me quick reg which is a qr based project uh, product registration company and then on the karting side we have rollison performance group which is rpg Mike Rollison for making the best team in the country there is. Joni for having the chassis always on rails. Alex for the best engines in the field. Uh, Brian Boley and Ryan Norberg for just making me always at the front with the data and video coaching. And then moving on to the car side, we have David Cook. Uh, he is one of the head people at uh, Mazda. He helped me find a car for this weekend at VIR. Josh Smith, who helped diagnose the car this weekend with the gearbox. Uh, Chris Nunes for the coaching, very outgoing guy, helps with a lot of car coaching. Uh, W2 Motorsports and the West family, just for making a great team and being so, uh, the hospitality is just amazing with them. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, that's, uh, you got a long list there. And you're still a senior in high school, right? Where, yeah. What school do you go to? So I go to Central Academy of Technology and Arts, where uh, CATA for short. Uh, I'm in the Pre-Engineering Academy, so we get two, two classes a year that are engineering-based or focused and so that's helping me going into college, figuring out what I want to do. Awesome. Well, sounds like you got a great career ahead of you one way or another, whether it's on the track or off. But we're pulling for on the track for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, LeVar, who helps you make your racing happen? On the late model stuff is Max Siegel. He's the owner of Rev Racing, obviously NASCAR Drive Diversity. We have a NASCAR Technical Institute on the car, Honda Generators. And, yeah, on the dirt stuff is this uh, Scott's Auto and Towing. Okay, and that's kind of the family, yep, family business, business, right? Yep. yep. So you still you run as much dirt as you can yeah. when you're not. I mean, try to. How do, I'm sure that keeps you focused, right? Because that's great car control too. Yeah, and the, the the dirt stuff is so different because obviously with the NASCAR stuff, I don't know. I'm trying to learn, but I don't know too much about the car. So the guys are always help the car and help out when I need to help out. But like the dirt stuff, everything's on me. So I gotta I gotta set it up, take things apart, clean the bearings, the torsion bars, everything's on me to set up. So it's a lot more um driving in and off off track things, but I love it because it keeps you sharp mentally and on track. And you're how old now? 
18. 18, yeah. yeah. So you still, you're both 18, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you guys are just beginning, uh, really, and, and such a long way to go and so much upside potential for both of you, I think. Um, so, LeVar, where didn't I see that you were crew chiefing someone else somewhere? <laughs> yeah, Alex Bodine. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I'll, that's Brett's my guy. Son. Yeah, Brett's, Brett Bodine's son. Yeah. Um, me and him went to Virginia for it. He had a, a, a outlaw cart race. Uh, where was it? It was at, uh, It was an indoor track. It's some yearly show they do. It's oh, indoor track in Virginia. I don't I know, know exactly. I forgot the name of it. But um, one one I think it was like two days before the race. It was the day before the race. Actually, he called me. He was like, just talk to me what I'm doing for the weekend. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm actually going to race this weekend. I said, where? He said, Virginia. I was like, oh, I'll come with you. So we went. It's me and him and his dad. And uh, <laughs> I was crew chief. We just had fun. He finished second. And um. It was a great weekend. Uh, so you're, yeah. you're beginning a career as a crew chief, too. So in case the driving doesn't <laughs> yeah. work out, uh, you know, you might have uh, some luck over there. But uh, you fun. seem to really enjoy racing the dirt. Now you got the cart. Yeah. Yep. So, again, showing how small the world is, maybe the two of you can get together and Hayden can coach you up on the go-kart side. <laughs> I need things. some type of help. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, uh, I'm sure that's quite a transition for you. Very much. Yeah, because uh, you haven't done a lot of road course racing. Nothing at all. Yeah, but um, I'm and that's all you've done, right, Hayden? Yeah, only road course. So you need to teach each other the other disciplines, <laughs> so we can get you some mobile experience and get you better on the road courses. Cause... Well, I feel like the, the the road course guys come over here and just dominate because they used to learn in seventeen quarters in a week, and now they even <laughs> got to learn two corners. Yeah, <laughs> it really is amazing, honestly, yeah. and just the difference in style. It's a. I always say that road course racing is a very technically pretty kind mm-hmm. of thing because you got to really hit the marks, and it's about out braking and all of that sort rhythm. of thing. Bunch yeah. of rhythm. On an oval track, you can be more aggressive and yeah. sort of throw it around yep. a little where the car allows Especially you to. Especially on dirt racing. Not, yeah. not so much on the asphalt side because you miss your corner a little bit or run too high or drive it in too deep. You lose so much tense. Yeah. It's just, but dirt racing, you can get a lot more crazy and just do anything. It's been great to have both of you in the studio today. Wish both of you all the luck in 2022. I know we're going to have you both back on again before it's done because you're both going to win some big stuff. So uh, we'll get you back in when you do. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening. That's it for this week's League Lap Show. Look forward to another show next week. See ya! You've been listening to the Lead Lap Show. Home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, Follow Lead Lab Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlabshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lab Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lab Show. Thank you for listening.